0: We know Dalton Kincaid and Brant Keithy are the best tight end duo in the Pac-12, but are they the best tight end duo in the country? You are Locked On Youth, your daily podcast on the Utah youths. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right. Hello, everyone. My name is JT Wistersill, member of the University of Utah Athletic Communications Department for the past three years, now taking over Locked On Utes. And joining me today to talk about Utah's tight end depth. We know Utah has great tight ends. So we've continuing with our condition our series preview of all the positions for Utah, hitting on the tight ends today. Bring on the managing editor of Ute Zone Ute Zone, one of the hosts of the Block U Podcast, as well as basically the face of Utah recruiting, breaking all the news. Steve Bartle, how are you doing today, sir?
1: I'm good, man. How are you doing, JT?
0: Doing well. Thank you for joining us today. And yeah, I mean, this is a just overall, like, what have you thought about the evolution of the tight end position for this Utah team?
1: Yeah, it's been pretty, pretty wild, right? You think just a few years ago, tight end position was scarcely used. And, you know, now, uh, and that you go back to Utah with Troy Taylor as the offensive coordinator and, you know, his usage of, you know, a lot of spread formations, a lot of four and five wide receivers. Like, wasn't too long <laughs> ago that, you know, tight ends were barely on the field and now utah's to a point as as an offense where they have so much talent so much depth at the position that they have two and sometimes three tight ends i've been you know i've been talking about this five tight end set and it's for good reason they've got the talent and depth to to utilize it um you know so we'll see uh it's uh, it's it's just been wild to see this group come together over the last couple of years and to Really emerge as you know important pieces to the puzzle and invaluable commodities and you know the run game and the passing game. So it's uh, it's been really cool and it's it definitely fits well with the type of of you know the the persona of Kyle Whittingham. You know he wants to be a physical, tough team, and you know having guys like Cole Fotheringham being those tough guys that are willing to. You know, do the dirty work, having a guy like Brent, who's a a big body, a, a tremendous athlete that can do a variety of different things, but he's, you know, he's tough and willing to mix it up. And you throw in Dalton Kincaid and he's kind of the same thing where he's bought into being not just a pass catching tight end, but he's willing to do the dirty work as well. So it's it's been really cool to see just the evolution of the position over the last few years. And really over the last two years, it's been, Remarkable.
0: Yeah, and you make such a good point talking about these guys. They have to do multiple things. You can't just go out there and be a receiver. You can't go out there and just be a blocker. You got to be able to do both. And that was something last year you talked about. You had the three headed monster. At tight end, you lose Cole Fotheringham, who was one of the best blocking tight ends, honestly, in the country. I mean, guys, Nick Ford and a lot of those guys would always joke like, "Hey, if he put on some weight, he could very well play tackle too." So you lose him, but you still got two phenomenal guys. And the first one I want to start with, and that is Brant Keithy, been Utah's receiving leader a couple times now. We just we know what he brings as a player at this point in his career. But I kind of wanted to go back a little bit to when he was first coming to utah what did you kind of think of him as a player and are you surprised at how successful he's been here
1: yeah you know going back to him as a recruit you know him and his brother uh blake blake was a defensive end and they were committed to rice and blake was actually the he was actually the the bigger priority of the two hmm. and uh and so brent was kind of a uh, he was a running back in high school. And so it was, it was an interesting projection to, to the next level, not just because of the position that he played, but, you know, he was going to make a, a move to, to tight end as you know six foot two, 210, 215 pound athlete. It was, it was kind of a, a unique projection, but, you know, credit to him is, you know, he came in and he was willing to to do whatever he needed to do to see the field. And he provided a, uh, and, and I, uh, an athletic dynamic to the group uh you know a versatile piece uh that they could utilize in the offense and so you know it 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 really it worked well and i think brandt deserves a lot of credit for making it work because you know it's tough you know he is he's not been you know he's not the biggest guy and to do the things that tight ends traditional tight ends are asked like He's made no gripes about it. He's, he's gone out there and done what he can um, to, to provide that physical presence and, and, and to be you know an asset you know in, in their run blocking and, and doing the dirty work type things to complement what he brings to the field you know, as a talented playmaker with the ball in his hands like that comes easy to him. And, you know, he had the opportunity this past spring to work with, with Coach Bumpus in the wide receiver room to kinda help expand his game and, and solidify, you know, some things in, in his game and in his in his bag. And so, you know, it's it's all kind of coming together this this season for him. I'm excited to see, you know, everything that, you know, he puts out there this year.
0: Yeah, he is an incredible athlete. You talked about being able to play running back as well as is despite not being the biggest guy, he does do a good job as a in the running game, moving guys around, mixing it up in there. And you can tell as well from just whether it be working with the wide receivers, doing those running back drills in high school, all the work he's done at tight end, he has phenomenal footwork as well. It makes him an incredible. Route runner he does such a great job, and we know he has sure hands as well. I mean when you're talking about Brent too, this is a guy who led the team in yards all three of the past years back in twenty nineteen was six hundred and two yards last in the covid weird year still two hundred and thirty six which in only five games that's a lot of yards, and then you look at last year as well, six hundred and eleven yards. Too. so it's just he's a guy who's gotten more productive each year and you talked about the work he's put into his game so what are your kind of expectations for Brandt this season and just what are your overall thoughts on the player he's really morphed into for this Utah team what makes him so effective
1: yeah you know I think expectations are you now he's been one of if not you know he's been at, at least the top two um, you know pr- in terms of production catching the ball, I think the last three seasons, each of the last three seasons, you know, going back to last year, 2020 and then 2019. Um, and I expect that to be the same again this year. Like I think he's going to be a guy that Utah counts on to make plays um, and to to just to be a productive source in the passing game. So, you know, in terms of you know, what I expect him and, and kind of his usage to to look like, like, I think it's, it's going to be a lot of the same things that we've seen over the last few years. Like, I do think the fact that he got to spend time with Chad Bumpus and, and the wide receivers this spring uh, will help him play and, and add a, another dynamic to his, to his repertoire, I guess. Uh, but, you know, he is such a fantastic athlete. You can really utilize him um, in many ways, and he'll, he'll find success. So it's, it's exciting to have a player like that on the team. You know, he can and, – and the fact that he's been able to do it and do it effectively, it's not just because he's a tremendous athlete. Like, he also has to know and understand, you know, what is being asked of him at multiple positions. And so that's a, a really – something you don't really talk about It's just his understanding of the game and understanding of, you know, his responsibilities and what he needs to do. Um, it's not just that he knows he's getting the ball in this place. So he knows what to do on there. It's it's not just that, like he has to know the ins and outs and, and intricacies of, you know, four or five different positions. So it really says a lot of just his, not only his talent level, but his, his mental capacity to, uh, to take all of that in and to be effective and to be, uh, you know, a valuable weapon for Utah. So I think what we're looking forward to, this year with him is, you know, just seeing him continue to refine his game, continue to, um, you know, make strides as a route runner and as a pass catcher. I think a lot of his usage will look the same as it has over the last few years. Maybe we see him get a little bit more work on the outside, uh, you know, as a wide receiver. But I think a lot of it, the majority of his work, will just continue to be the same. He'll continue to be. You know, that versatile tight end, the U-back, as they like to call him. you know, up at Utah. So uh, it's it's certainly exciting because you know, he's been at this. This is now his fifth year. He's been productive, you know, the last four four years. And so it's all going to come together. He's got um, just a, a tremendous chemistry with, with Cameron Rising. And so really excited to see it all come together for him.
0: Yeah, it is. It's going to be really exciting to see this year. And it's you mentioned it. He has been one of the best weapons in the Pac-12 for this Utah team as well. Had the great chemistry with Tyler Huntley. Then goes and does the same thing with Cam Rising too. He's been him and Braden Daniels have really been the two constants for this team. If you look at him over the past three. Three years going back to that 2019 season. They're the only two starters who remain from that offense. So it's been really fun to watch and see what those guys have been able to do. But as you mentioned, Brandt, a phenomenal athlete. But of course, he's not the only member of Utah's deadly tight end duo. And we're going to talk about the second in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you guys about betonline.net. Betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, eSports, golf, and, of course, college football. Finally, getting back into the swing of things. Guys, you know the national media is always low on this Utah team. So head over to BetOnline and see what lines and odds you can cash in on for the upcoming season, whether that's Utah to win the Pac-12 or just go down and get a win in Gainesville. There's lots of lines Available for you guys at Bet Online. So head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. So talked about Brant Key. He's been the guy for years that everyone knows at this tight end position. But there's was another guy last year who really burst onto the scene. That being Dalton Kincaid. Steven. He's a guy coming over from San Diego. What did you think about Dalton? And he he was here in the COVID shortened season, but I believe he only caught two passes. So. What do you think of him coming in and what led to his explosion last year in terms of productivity?
1: Yeah, I think the thing that, you know, him, him coming to Utah, I remember talking to him when he committed to Utah back. And that was during the whole, you know, all of the COVID off season going into the 2020 season, you know, he committed to Utah in August um, and the season was still kind of in limbo, but um, you know, he was a, just, you go back, you watch some of his highlights at San Diego and he was making catches. He was an athlete. Um, he was very clearly the best player on the field at that level. And so, you know, you re you read up on him and, and and read some things throughout the, uh, the internet and you realize like, Hey, this guy, two years at San Diego, a non-scholarship program. Um, and he's, he's created an NFL buzz, you know, and he's coming to Utah. Like that was, that was my thinking, and, and just where where I was at with him, you know, he was a fantastic athlete coming to the program, and I had the opportunity to talk to him. You know, he talked about he him coming to Utah. Big reason for that was you know, he wanted to round out the rest of his game and wanted to be a true um, a truly effective player, uh, not just as a pass catcher but as a blocker as well. And so that was his focus in coming here was um, becoming a more a better overall player, a better overall tight end. So really says a lot about him and his mindset, you know, coming to Utah. Uh, As you, as you mentioned, he played, he played sparingly again with that 2020 season. It was, you know, getting here in August and having to learn on the fly. Uh, That's tough. So, um, but 2021, you know, he, he, he's got time in the program. He had a fantastic off season going into the 2021 season you know everybody that i had talked to uh, raved about what they saw in Dalton um, you know throughout the offseason through spring ball through summer and so there was a lot of confidence in, confidence in him you know going into the season and um so you know i was optimistic that he was going to be a breakout player and you know i said it on multiple platforms that he was my pla- my breakout player of the year and and, and luckily like Game one happens against Weber State. He caught two touchdowns, uh, made some incredible grabs in that game, and you know he just he built on that. And that was the thing was it wasn't just a flash in the pan type of, of type of uh, a performance. He continued to build on that, and and that really led to some uh, incredible moments, some highlight plays. You know he had a couple of. Um, incredible catches, one against Washington state, another against Arizona state. Uh, and he just continued to, you know, build stronger and stronger chemistry with Cameron rising. And, and, and so, you know, really not surprised that he had the season that he did considering again, the conversations that I had that offseason, And uh, it was no surprise to see him break out uh, in, in any extent, but to do it at the, the level that he did where he caught eight touchdowns and caught, had a number of, of different highlight reel receptions and that kind of stuff. Like I did not see that coming. I I did not know he had that in him, but it was, it was awesome to see it, him him uh, make those plays and, and prove to be that guy. And again, you know, adding him to the mix with Brent Keithy and Cole fathering him, that's where Utah, I think really found something with those three on the field that made it tough for opposing defenses to match up with Utah and, and credit to, to the group credit to Dalton for buying into, you know, doing the dirty work um, and adding to the run game and it's, it's potential there. So, you know, all, it all kind of came together last year and he's worked incredibly hard this off season And, and just like Brent, like I'm excited to see what that looks like this season.
0: Yeah, it's they They both are in for huge years. And, you know, talking about it with a guy like Dalton as well, you just mentioned what a phenomenal athlete he is. And I think that's the biggest thing that stood out. We heard about the basketball background before, but just watching him just go up there and get those jump balls. It's not 50-50. It feels more like 70-30 on every single one of those because of his ability just to go up there and get them. And you talked about, this, in terms of being an athlete too, what an asset he is for this team in the run game, runs crisp, crisp routes as well. He really is a do-it-all, and it makes these two together one of the deadliest tight end duos in the country. And that's even what I'll yeah. ask you, Steve. Are they the best tight end duo in the country?
1: They're in the conversation. That's for – For darn sure, right? Like you're talking about programs like Notre Dame and Georgia. You look at like, and this is kind of the, the, you know, I have the luxury of working at 24-7 sports where our bread and butter is recruiting and and all that. You look at what Georgia has brought into their program. They brought in, I think it's like the number one player in 2019, the number one tight end in 2019, the number, I think, three tight end in 2020, the number for tight end in 2021 the number one tight end transfer in 2021 there's a lot of talent in that Georgia room and yet Utah is right there in the conversation with a Georgia with a Notre Dame um, as one of the best tight end groups in in the country and for me my money like yeah I'm gonna ride with Dalton I'm gonna ride with Brandt I'm gonna ride with Thomas Yasmin and Logan Kendall who I'm excited to see this season. Maneer McLean, Landon Morris, like the list goes on. There's just so much depth. And I think that's what really sets this group apart is that they really complement each other really well, but there's a lot of ability just in totality within this group where, you know, you've got two bona fide studs in Brandt and Dalton, but you've got a lot of potential, a lot of intrigue behind them and, and guys that have good talent um, that can contribute. Uh, and I think that that's fantastic for Utah. They've certainly found something with this tight end group, and and so yeah, for me, like I would put my money with Utah. But certainly they're they're at at the very least in the conversation as a top three, top four uh, group in the entire country.
0: Yeah, and you talk about it as well when you're like Notre Dame, the tight ends they've put out through the NFL, draft yeah, that everyone knows about. <laughs>
1: yeah you know like you go through history and they're at Notre Dame and you just you look at the tight end position and you know I think they've probably had four or five over the last ten years um drafted and so it just it speaks to the tradition at that position and uh for Notre Dame, Georgia, like I mentioned, they've got a lot of talent at that tight end position, and yet it's Utah where you've got a guy that was an unheralded recruit that was. You know, previously committed to to Rice, uh, who came to Utah. He was a running back. You've got another guy who came from a non scholarship program in San Diego. You've got another guy from Australia. Uh, you've got a, a converted two converted wide receivers, one from USC and another from Syracuse. Like it's just amazing how this has all come together for Utah. It really speaks to their ability to identify talent and to find you know pieces that fit. Uh, fit the mold.
0: Yeah, and Utah has never been one of the teams that has the highest recruiting class. But they, in the past, recently it's gone up, obviously. But I think it's because they've still been able to win because they recruit the right guys, high character. They know they're going to work hard. They look at these guys and like, man, I, I know he doesn't have maybe a ton of film or hasn't shown this, but like like you just mentioned, anyway, what if we move him to tight end? Like he could be really good there. Some of these guys who don't have as much position, I think it's so true in so many regards. And it's just a phenomenal job by this coaching group and at the end of the day with all these guys their goal is to obviously have success in college but they also want to play in the nfl so i want to ask you before we leave off of move on to the some of these other guys for when we're still talking about brant and dalton why do you think they came back
1: they want to win they want to win and and, and win big like that was you know in talking to both of them i actually so i ran into dalton after the rose bowl game you know and i'm like man you know, what a game. And he's like, he, he, he looks me in the eyes, like, I'm sorry, we lost, like, we're gonna run it back, we're gonna win this next year. And that just it, it spoke to, you know, his mindset where he was at. Brandt has, you know, echoed similar sentiments that, you know, he's here to win. I spoke with him, you know, first day of fall camp, and I asked him what his goals were. And first thing was win, like, that's it. That's their entire mindset is they want to win. And 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 that's their focus. They want to win another Pac-12 championship. They want to win the Rose Bowl. They want to make it to the college football playoff, whatever opportunity presents itself. Uh, but they are they are they are back because they want to win and win big at Utah.
0: And they have an awesome opportunity to do so, as you've just talked about, Steve, because of the group and the talent they have been able to bring in as well. And
1: they're good draft. I
0: mean, I think a guy like Dalton, I think his draft stock's only gonna come up by coming yeah. back i think the same thing with a brand as well if he just has another year of production so i really liked it you touched on another thing that's interesting too about this utah team you know as fans a lot of people were just happy to be at the rose bowl but the players expected to be there and not only that they're not like oh this isn't a participation trophy it's not like oh cool we made it. it's like no we right. lost that's why you hear cam rising Tavion thomas all these guys talk about no we it wasn't good because we lost at the end of the day which is the competitive mindset you want to have and it's what led has led to this team rather than being complacent coming off a Pac-12 championship really feeling motivated like they still got something to prove obviously the Pac-12 media respects them everyone picked them to be first but still not a lot of national people who think they're going to be in the top four most I believe the coaches poll had them at eight so this is still a team a lot of people are lower on and they have a great opportunity coming up to really get after it as well and staying with the theme we've kind of talked about as well it's we've talked about the future of Utah a little bit with some of these younger tight ends you've mentioned, but just talk to me a little bit more about what excites you about this group. And I am curious who you think the third guy is going to be this coming season now that Cole is gone.
1: Yeah, well, I'll start there. Right. So Cole was a big loss. Like sure. He didn't have the, the, the passing game production that Dalton and and brand had, but he played a valuable role for Utah. It's just kind of like the dirty work guy. He was, you know, he stayed in to block to help with you know, a defenseman like Kayvon Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he was effective in, in those types of situations. He was an asset in the run game where he was able to seal the edge against most defensive ends. Um, he had a pancake highlight block against UCLA that I think got some ESPN love. Um, and so you know that's he was a valuable piece to the puzzle, and, and Utah has to find somebody to replace that. For me, I, I think it's going to come down to you know, two players in the mix, and I think it's it's going to come down to Thomas Yasmin, and I think it's going to come down to Logan Kendall, the transfer from Idaho. I think that there's a lot of intrigue with uh, Logan Kendall, and you know, we've talked about him. We've dubbed him the Rhino uh, because you watch him on film, and like he is just an absolute unit that uh, will will move people out of the way. Like he is just um, just a presence on the field, and I think that that is something that. Utah would love to to add, you know, where Cole was kind of a a very steady and and you could count on him to seal off lanes to seal off the edge. Like you can you can count on Logan Kendall, assuming he you know he makes the move. Like what you're hoping from Logan Kendall is he can be a guy that can drive block a defensive end, you know, backwards against his will. Like that's what you're wanting. That's kind of the difference here, uh, and what you're hoping to see with uh, with Logan Kendall is just a guy that. Can bring a little bit more nasty, a little bit more tenacity um, on the field and and really kind of be that, I don't want to say dirty player, but just that tenacious player. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that's, there's a lot of excitement with him. But Thomas Yasmin, you know, again, like it's taken him time, obviously, and having to learn the game. And he's been talked about now for what, four years? He got here in 2018. And, you know, it's been a process for him. But I think he's finally at the point where, he can come into a position, a role that really fits him well. Uh, that really fits him as well. And I think you know he's a guy that is praised for his athleticism, but he's a strong player too. He's he's tough. He's tenacious, and he fits in really well in that 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 same kind of role that Cole Fotheringham. So that'll be fun to to have those two in the mix. But then you know you've got versatility throughout the rest of the room where you've got some matchup pieces, some chess pieces that you can utilize in certain situations with the Maneer McLean, with the Landon Morris. You know, if you want to add another, um, you know, explosive athlete uh, tight end to the field, like you've got two options there. Uh, And I think that that's such a fascinating dynamic um, for this group where you've just got options. You've got depth, you've got options, and you've got bona fide studs. Um, It really just speaks well to the group this year, but also, you know, down the road and in the future.
0: Yeah, they are set up for long term success. And as you kind of talked about there, I mean, tight end nicknames don't get a lot better than the Rhino, Steve. I'm
1: going to be honest with you there. So
0: (laughs) I I (laughs) look forward to hearing Chris Fowler, whoever's on the call for some Utah games this year, talk about when the Rhino comes. Before we let you go, Steve, I want to ask you one last thing. Just since you are, you look, you're the recruiting guy when it comes to Utah football. And I kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier about how Utah's had success not always before they got the great classes, just finding this guy. So just finish this sentence for me. Utah has had success recruiting because.
1: Ooh. They know who they are. They know what works. Um, you know, they 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 know what translates, you know, and what works, what fits in their program, who they want to be, the types of players that they want. They know the types of body types, the types of athleticism uh, traits that they need at, at certain positions. They know in and out who they are as a football program, and they do such a good job of sticking to their guns and sticking to their evaluations, not only is you know, not only, on the football side of things but they they evaluate the players the personalities the human beings that they are as well and so that's really what it is is they've just been at this process for so long and they've worked together for so many years that they just they have this I don't want to say down to a science because it's it's not just you're you're looking for certain traits but you're looking for that blend It's, it's it's an art you know and and they've they are in tune with the, the art of identifying you know, players that will fit well at Utah football. And so it's, uh, it's, but again, it comes back to knowing who they are as a program, what they want to be and the types of players that work. That's why they've been able to have so much success on the recruiting trail over the last few years.
0: So true and well said, as was all the stuff you said today, Steve, really appreciate you stopping by with us. If you guys want to follow more Steve, head over to his Twitter at sbbartle 247 sports That's not the full handle, but does work for 24/7 sports. So, Steve, yeah. what, what kind of what stuff do you have coming up in terms of coverage for the season?
1: Yeah, man, excited. So we've got obviously everything at U Zone, um, a lot of recruiting coverage, a lot of football coverage. We'll you know have the opportunity to work with our network of um, of of people across the Pac-12, across. And we'll be able to talk with people from Florida as part of our 24/7 sports network so we're excited about that excited for the recruiting coverage and you know watching this class come together Utah's done a great job on the recruiting trail so far and uh, that'll be fun and then uh, another thing is you can find us at you can you can find the uh, the Utah blockcast um, newsletter that we've started and you can find us there you go to just go to Utah and you can sign up for free and uh, that's uh we're excited about that to get that going and and so uh yeah we uh, we've got a lot going
0: lot going as always just like there's a lot of podcasts out there so if you guys are in the market for a second listen every day make sure you guys head over to get locked on pack 12 for your second listen every day host Spencer McLaughlin and local experts will take you around the conference in under 30 minutes make locked on pack 12 your second listen every day. Make sure you guys head over to Twitter and follow us at Locked on Utes. Thank you guys for making this another great week. So we've covered all the offensive positions. Now we'll be heading over to the defensive side of the ball next week. Thank you for making Locked on Utes your first listen every day and have a great weekend.